Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sitting in the morning sun. I'll be sitting when the evening comes. Watching the ships roll in And then I watch them roll away again Yeah, I'm sitting on the dock of the bay And hi everybody, and welcome to our show We're back at it on uh, KOA News Radio, 9.07 the time on this uh, Wednesday It is September 9th, 2020 Not going to be sitting on the dock of the bay today We're going to be... we're going to be wearing <laughs> mucklucks and uh, coats and everything. Welcome to – I love this about Denver. I'm glad we don't experience it on a regular basis. But where else, honestly, where else in the world can you be – can you have a temperature the day before of 90 degrees, and then the next day it's in the 30s and it snows? I think this is the only place – and you know, I've lived all around the country. This doesn't happen anywhere else but Denver. From 90s to snow yeah. in, what, about 12 hours? That just, yeah, it just like that. can't happen. I mean, honestly, I mean, maybe Salt Lake. I mean, but I, I don't, I think I don't we think are so. unique like that. Yeah, I, th- I, I don't think it would happen in Salt Lake. I think it's something about the, you know, the Rocky Mountains that drop right to the plains. There's got to be something that has to do with that. And I don't think it's the same situation as Salt Lake. Is that a high barometric sort of, are you going meteorologist yeah, yeah, on me? I, I'm, what, am, what, I'm an amateur meteorologist. Give me some good Dave, terms. Uh, give me some good terms, Rick. Uh, uh, meteorolog- meteorological terms? <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> meteorological. you got high barometric pressure. You have the So you've got the, the, the high and the low meet, right? And then they <laughs> <Okay>. clash. <laughs> Uh, the 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 high and low barometric pressures clash. I think you better and stick then you with have. You better stick with me and Kathy. I, yeah, I, I think your weather career might be put on hold. Yeah, that's, you know what? I've can never... you see? You, can you see you doing the TV thing? Like, you know, you got the high and low. I mean, they meet and the... yeah, No, I wouldn't no, do that. I wouldn't either. want that job anyway. Me neither. But yeah, it is. It, I think it is very unique to Denver. And, and it's because of those Rocky Mountains. There are fourteen thousand foot peaks. That drop right off to fifty two hundred. Yep, it has to have something to do with that. So we've got, uh, gosh, we had a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, oh, bad news out of UC Health Center, right? Oh man, uh, the injury yesterday to Von Miller certainly appears that it's going to cost Von the entire season. I mean, my, you know, I got that, I got a heads up call, and then I saw BK, BK had a tweet. Uh, about the injury, and I'm thinking, okay, let's just hope this is, you know, because I'm, sometimes you you get nicked in injury, you get nicked in a practice, and you go down, and, and immediately you think like, ooh, that could be something big, and they they take every precaution, and then you find out, okay, it's it's good, it's not anything big. So when I saw 
when I got the call after Brandon Cristal, our KOA and Broncos insider, had tweeted out, I got the call that, uh, no, it's bad. And I, it, and I said, like, bad for the season? And the person on the other end said, yep. So mm. that is just devastating news for the Broncos and for Vaughn. And, uh, you know, just to be heard in practice. And stop and think about this. I mean, they really had not hit in practice the entire time, right? It, it's being reported it was a non-contact. Yes, that's correct. Last play of the uh, of the practice, freak injury. He, he just made his usual, you know, Von Miller pass rush move. Yep. And then something popped. You know, you do see, we, we see so many non-contact uh, ACLs, right? I mean, Emmanuel Sanders tore his Achilles tendon uh, back a couple of years ago, just running a route, no contact. Jake Butt retore his, his uh, ACL, non-contact. We've seen so many ACLs, but it, I'll tell you this, it is uncommon to see that significant of ankle-slash-tendon injury um, without some sort of contact. I mean, I just don't think you see it all the time. Remember when uh, Elvis, too, tore his pectoral muscle, and he said all he did was lift up, and the whole thing, like, ripped off. He told me there was no pain at all associated with it. But what You know what it tells wow. me is, is, I'm playing amateur doctor, is that there was a weakness there anyway. Um, the fact that he was just doing what he normally does and, and you and you blow a tendon out or your ACL or whatever, that tells me it was probably going to happen at some point anyway. Hmm. Uh, and so it happened here before the season even started. Unfortunately, he didn't get a chance to play, uh, you know, half the season even, but... Uh, it tells me there was some sort of weakness there that was that was going to happen. When I tore my pec, same thing, Dave. It was just a freak thing, uh, doing something that I'd been doing, you know, pretty much my whole life. But the doctor told me, uh, our doc out there at uh, uh, at Stedman, uh, Dr. Bobolek, mm-hmm. he said you probably already had like a partial tear or, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of weakness there anyway. And then it just was ready to go. You know what it tells me? The human body is not built for football. <laughs> I, I think you're I probably right that. about a, that. I think I'm you're a, probably right. I played a long time. I'm a football coach. But uh, now, man, it's, uh, it, you know, whatever it is, it's it's bad news for the Broncos, you know, a handful of days before their season opener. And so now you've got Bradley Chubb, who is not completely healthy, right, coming back off that ACL injury. And I think the Broncos are going to be very, very careful with him, not to not to push him until he's completely ready to go. I mean, you literally, and more than likely, will have two new guys on the outside of that Bronco defense in terms of edge pass rushers slash linebackers when the Titans roll into town and that game is played yeah. on Monday night. Yeah, you went from having two of the best in the league uh, and and. and... If Chubb was 100%, I'd feel better about it. But you're right. He's not going to be 100%. And who you have, Malik Reed, you have Itachu. Would you go out and look for somebody if there's somebody available? Maybe. Maybe a pass rush a specialist that happens to be just hanging around somewhere. Well, and make a trade. Normally, the guys that, to, that are really capable in that area because there's such a premium on those guys. 
those guys are they're all signed, right? Right. They're right. all with right. with somebody else. But I'm sure they're. I mean, you, you know, you look at uh, you look at guys that have not signed some veteran players. You may you may do that uh, after you remove your face from the toilet from from throwing up. Uh, and I've I've got to think, I've got to think that uh, you know, although they will put put the right face on it, I I've got to think that. Uh, you know, for a moment, John Elway and Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel and every other coach in there sort of sat there for a moment and said, really? I mean, seriously? But you know what? It's the NFL. I guarantee you those guys uh, will say all the right things publicly, and they'll uh, they'll rally these guys and go to battle on, on Monday night. And that's, you know, unfortunately, or maybe, maybe not even unfortunately, that's just how the NFL works. You feel really badly for the guy that is injured. You feel badly for yourself if you're a coach for about ten minutes, and then you then you got to find a way to win a game. I mean, the expectations, you know, remain the same. It's not like with Vaughn's injury now all of a sudden, you know, the entire coaching staff and and the roster they get a pass in terms of well, if you finish six and ten this year, you know, there was Vaughn's injury. That's that's not how the NFL works at all. So you know what's ironic too is, is Vaughn was in the best shape of his life. Yep, I uh, trained really hard in the off season. He seemed more motivated than usual, uh, like he had something to prove. I don't think he was happy with how he played last year, and he had talked about how he'd become a leader on the team. He'd, he'd taken that role up, yep. which is a, a role he was uncomfortable with before. But and then this happens before he even gets to play one game. Uh, it's it's a it's a big loss. It's a huge loss for this team and a defense that I think both of us thought would be the top five defense. We'll see how it goes. Yep. And Vic Fangio, one of the best defensive minds in the league, uh, he he'll try to figure something out that that could work for this this football team. I think we're in good hands with him. Maybe some guys can step up. Dave Malik Reed seems to be a guy on the rise, but you. You're replacing a first ballot Hall of Famer. Pretty hard to do. Yeah, no question about that. So we'll we'll talk about that, obviously. 303-713-8585. Text line is 56690 on this uh, chilly Wednesday morning. Uh, from the text line, 303-419, where's Clowney? Well, you'll see him mm-hmm. or hear about him on Monday night because Clowney signed a one-year deal with the Tennessee Titans. So... He would not. Uh, he would not be available, right? Got to be somebody out there. Is Clay Matthews uh, the third out there? I thought he signed with somebody. Again. I, I lost yeah. track of him. And Clay Clay is on the the other side of his career, and I haven't seen enough of him honestly to sit here and tell you. Yep, I, I'm I'm confident he can play. I don't. I don't even. So I don't know. He may be available. Uh, the Seahawks are rumored to be signing him, but that was from six days ago, hmm. unless he signed between now and then. But he could be out there. Hmm. Yeah, kind of yeah, looks from like everything he I'm looking at, yeah. it looks yeah. like he's still a free agent. Yeah, he would be. Uh, Might as well give him a shot, right? Six-time Pro Bowl. Well, you got to determine. You know, you go back and look at his film from when he last played in the league, and and determine what he has left, and and what would it take to. To sign him, what kind of money would he be holding out for? I played with his dad in Cleveland for a long time. His dad was a first-round draft choice out of USC, uh, and and I, you know, 
course, I'm biased on this. I, I think his dad was a better player than the son, and his son is a hell of a player, or at least was. So that would that would be an interesting move. I haven't heard any other names sort of thrown out there. I, I would have to think that Matt Russell and, and his crew over at UC Health Center are scouring uh, available uh, players and looking at those lists and trying to say, hey, um, you know, what, what can we do? to fortify that roster. From the 970-402, Miller's injury, is Miller's injury COVID-related? I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I I don't think so. I don't think there's any parallel heard. between, you know, either fracturing your ankle and or tearing a tendon or having an injury that will cause him to miss an entire season to COVID-19. Here's a guy, Cameron Wake. Looks like he's available. Cameron Wake has been a good player before. Uh, he is a free agent, played for the Titans last year, played for the Dolphins for about 10 years yeah, before long that. Long time. Uh, so he is out there right now, and he's only, uh, well, he's pretty old now. You were going to say he's only I thought, 40. <laughs> he's, he's, he's 38. Young, young to me and you. Yeah, right? he's 38. So. Oh, he's almost 40. I, I was just, yeah. I was kidding. He's older than I thought he was, actually. Yeah. He'd been, he'd been around since... 2005. Well, listen, I mean, you know, this is going to be a one-year deal, and it's going to be, he's going to be probably whoever it is, he's going to be a spot player. So you've, you've got to determine, hey, can we get uh, from whomever we are thinking about signing, can we get 25 snaps a game for 16 games? I mean, or, or 15 or 14, whatever. Hopefully he's in shape. He does have uh, over 100 sacks in his career. So, Cameron Wake's been a productive player. I would say. For sure. I, I remember him mostly with the Dolphins, although you said he was with a couple of other teams, I yeah, guess. Yeah, five-time Pro Bowler, and he's available, but he's 38 years old. Huh. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, uh, bad news for the Broncos in that regard. Nuggets, by the way, come up tonight. Game four of their best of seven series with the L.A. Clippers. Ought to be interesting. Lakers took a 3-1 lead in their series against the Houston Rockets. They're just too big for Houston. I mean, and, and they played really good defense last night. Uh, Milwaukee is out. There'll be a lot of changes there, one would think. I love Miami just the way they're playing. You know, Jimmy Butler has given them a lot, but I'll tell you what Miami has. They don't have a lot of star power. They've just got smart and tough players and I give Eric Spolstra a lot of credit because I watched that team play and I'm like wow they were just tougher than Milwaukee played harder bunch of grinders they're dangerous and so they await the winner of the Boston Toronto series I think that'll be Boston Miami and Boston in the Eastern Conference Championship Series I think that'll be a hell of a combative series really fun to watch and how do you feel about the Nuggets tonight Kind of a must-win game for them. Yeah, you don't want to go down 3-1. No. This is not a team that I think realistically 
you could expect to beat three straight times. So I think it's a it's a really important game for the Nuggets. Obviously, uh, I you know what I give them a puncher's chance. I mean, they got to come out and play defense and be very active, uh, and they've got to figure out how to get Jamal Murray off. How how do we go about you know changing things up and being able to free him from either Paul George or Kawhi Leonard? How do, how do we do that? And he's I think he's got to be more aggressive in not, as I said this the other day, not with his handle trying to beat one of those guys off the dribble. That, that's not going to happen on a consistent basis. But how do you free him up to get involved in the, in the jump shot game that he's so good at? So we'll see what Mike Malone comes up. Nuggets are eight-point dogs. In the game. So it's pretty kind of much been, what they were. Kind the of been that, yeah, yeah, kind of been that the whole series. Uh, from the 719-688, Von Miller's injury reinforces the notion that as a whole, 2020 sucks and COVID-related. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, well, that was that was one of our one of our uh, texters just asked that question. So let's uh let's get to the phone lines quickly at 922 and Keith uh, is joining us on KOA News Radio. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. What's up, crew? How you guys doing? What Good, up, man. Keith? Good. Hey, Dave, I'm going to make it real brief. I just wanted to call and congratulate you uh, that you're back in the saddle again, man. And good luck on uh, on repeating. Oh, yeah, thank you, Keith. Um, I was thinking, what am I? Uh, you're back in the saddle, I was wondering, Dave. too, like, Dave? Where, where did back I, where Dave is playing Where did football? I get bucked off the horse? I, um, no, man. Yeah. I, did they make a final decision that high school football I've not back? heard that. I know there's a little bit of pushback uh, from – uh, certain places in the state, but I think. Listen, I think it's. Um, uh, I, I think it's good for these high school kids to have a sense of normalcy, and I I applaud the governor's office and Chassa for finding a way to to make this work. We'll wait for the final announcement, which has not come yet from Chassa. And again, I understand. Found out early today that there is some pushback. There's some uh, some school districts that are. Saying we're not we're not ready to play, and so I'm I'm sure they'll come up with a plan that will be equitable and figure out what is best for the majority of kids. Yeah, in, in this so area. does everybody have to okay. play? Right? You no, don't have it, to play. No, no, no. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. I guess I guess you don't have to play. Look at college football. I know there are districts that are ready to play, including the one that I uh, coach in. So we'll see. But Keith, appreciate it. So good luck, Dave. Good luck, and you guys have a terrific. Day, guys. Thank All you, right. Keith. Keith. Appreciate you, Keith. Keith is so happy now that his wife's back. I know, right? <laughs> can you hear it you in his voice? The newfound yeah. energy is back. Yeah. You know what we so call happy. that, Rick? A jump in his step. <laughs> He's got a little jump in that step. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, man. So back to high school, Dave. Um, you mentioned some pushback from some parts of the state. So I, I would think if you get the go-ahead to play, they're not going, you have to play football, right? No. You could opt out. That's that's what I understand. Right. Okay. That's what I understand. But if you opted out, would you get to do you play in the spring, or do you don't get to play at all? Well, I mean, as as I understand it, and I I talked, um, I actually talked with the governor last night. Ironically, he he said that schools that are ready to play, they're going to be able to play, and schools that aren't ready, they can play in the spring. Now, oh. I haven't, I don't know if that's on the table with Chassa, which is the governing body of high school activities in this state. I that I don't know, but. From his press conference and what he said, um, schools and districts, I shouldn't say schools, districts that are ready to play are going to be able to play. 
and districts that are not ready to play for whatever reason uh, don't don't have to play. You know, it's it's like anything else. It's impossible to keep everybody content, and it's impossible to render some sort of decision that will not have some pushback from some areas or a lot of areas. It's just that's just an impossibility today. That might might be an impossibility ever since we've been born, right? To get everybody on on the same page on a decision. Certainly nowadays. Yeah. It's hard to get everybody on board on anything. Like, what do you want for dinner? I mean, it's hard enough to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about that, but I guess guess that's true. It's true. Yeah. 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 It goes back to food for Rick. (laughs) Well, it happens to be I'm a little hungry right now. He's still thinking about the Bronco charter. Uh, Yes, Real quick, Keith called back in. He said he's got more than one jump in a step. He's got about 23 or 24. He's feeling good. Keith Dunn found himself some hops. 925 the time. We'll take a timeout in KOA. Welcome back on KOA 938, our time. We're going to talk with our KOA and Broncos insider, Brandon Cristal, in a moment. We've opened the show talking about the injury to Vaughn Miller yesterday. There's no definitive word. I mean, there are people speculating that Vaughn, in fact, may be out for the season. Rick, you got an interesting uh, interesting text. Yeah, Ryan Edwards, uh, one of the hosts of Broncos Country tonight here on KOA, uh, texted me. Actually, it's a tweet from Ian Rappaport. The specific diagnosis for Vaughn is a dislocated perineal tendon. Uh, essentially, the tendon flipped over the ankle bone. The best option is usually surgery with a general recovery time of five to six months. Absolute best case scenario is three months. And then the, the doctor uh, that examined Vaughn uh, said that he's had two players return in three months. So a little more optimistic. Hmm. He was going to see an expert in Wisconsin, right, today? Uh, Another doctor? Dr. Doctor Chow. Yeah, and that's the guy uh, who who said he's had two players return in three months. So maybe that's a possibility with Vaughn. And then Ryan, um, I asked Ryan about pass rushers that are available. We talked about Cameron Wake before the Blake. Uh, before the break, uh, <laughs> Terrell Suggs is out there. Old Terrell Suggs. Clay Matthews is available. Uh, Jabal Sheard and Ziggy Ansah are a few that are available. Ziggy Ansah is a bit intriguing to me. It looked like Seattle was going to sign him last month, and then they didn't. He but, is a but, free agent. Yeah, but Ziggy Ansah is a hand-in-the-dirt player. Ziggy Ansah is not... He's not going to be. I mean, is he? Can he be a pass rusher for sure? But he's he's a three yeah, point stance so the way, guy. The way the uh, Vic's, Vic's defense, yes. Uh, Ziggy's not going to be, uh, you know, guarding receivers, you know, coming out of the backfield or anything like that. So, but Clay Matthews could probably be that guy. No, no, he yeah, he's yeah. very similar in terms of style of the play, style of a defense for yeah. sure. Uh, funny, the peroneal tendon, uh, I, I had, I injured that a few years back while running and didn't, I didn't completely tear it, but I was in a walking boot 
uh, and it's on the outside of your foot. And um, and how'd you injure it? Running. Oh, just running. Yep. Like not doing. No, I, I no, I was just running. And of course, you know, I'm a little bit older than Bond, but um, just a little bit. A little bit. And then, um, and actually, I was playing basketball. I, let me take that back. Mm. I, I was playing basketball when I first heard it. Uh, when I first hurt it, and it was like I was playing, and it was like I heard like a. I felt like I heard a pop. Felt a pop, and it's like, ooh, that that doesn't feel normal to me. And and that was the injury. Now, fortunately, mine didn't require surgery, um, but it was. I was in a walking boot for like three weeks, and. That was the end. I did not play basketball after that. See, that's why you and I are good amateur doctors. We've had just about every injury uh, that, these, <laughs> that these football players <laughs> get. And we can talk about it. Uh, that's one I've never had. Uh, but I could see how that could happen. I could see how Vaughn popped that over the ankle bone. And he wasn't doing anything unusual. It was non-contact. But it, it still makes me think there might have been some sort of weakness there. You know where you maybe maybe in 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 your case too maybe it got stretched out. I think weakness or just there was my my peroneal tendon was old. Yeah, not well, sure there's that, but my mine was but, older than Bonds. But I bet as a player, Dave, there's probably you know you had an ankle sprain and you called it an ankle sprain. It could have been that tendon that maybe got stretched out a little bit. No, he said I, I had an MRI. It was definitely my peroneal. Tendon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But maybe you had a, the injury when you were playing. Oh, maybe. Football, yeah. and, and they just said you have an ankle sprint. Could, you know what? Could be. Yeah. Back back in those days. Uh, Brandon Cristal, our KOA and Broncos insider, joins us now. BK was the one who first uh, tweeted out the injury to Von Miller. So we're, we're hearing a few things now today be about uh, maybe – uh, it's an injury that would not be season-ending, but nobody is really certain. What What are you hearing? Yeah, kind of the same thing, Dave. The, the one thing that uh, – it's not that we haven't talked about. I guess I talked about it a little bit with Marty in April this morning. Because of the COVID rules this year, the IR flexibility is way different than it's ever been. After three weeks, Vaughn could come off IR. I don't think he'll be ready to go in three weeks. But you don't have to wait for eight weeks, and you have an unlimited number of guys you can bring back off IR. So to say it's season ending, that could be true. But if he's a, uh, if it's not as bad as they think when they get into his surgery, if he recovers fast, maybe by the end of the year he could end up on the field. I'm not speculating to say he will. I'm just saying it, it, you don't have to set him to the side like they did with Justin Sternod before they made the 53, say he's done for the year. They, they could bring him back if, if the non-surgical option turns out to work. When I hear non-surgical option, though, it feels like it almost never works, right? We can look at Bryce Callahan last year with the foot injury uh, and and trying to go the non-surgical route there on on the broken screw in his foot. I realize it's completely different other than they're both obviously lower part of his leg or their legs. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he's going to seek that second opinion in Green Bay from Dr. Anderson and then uh, go from there. But it's just a, a bummer all the way around. I mean, I, I got the news at 146 yesterday and texted you guys probably within – five or 10 minutes. The problem is that's not enough to, to go with, or I wasn't comfortable just putting it out in the world, even though I let you guys know uh, that this might be coming down and trying to find out the severity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it took a, a few hours to un- uncover, but you know, then we start to hear more of the details and it's, it's just a bummer all the way around. Like Rick said, that non-contact just coming off the edge of last play of practice. It's just uh, one of those fluke deals that uh, really bums you out if you're a football fan and certainly for everybody here in Broncos country. 
Are you hearing anything about what the Broncos might do to address this, just go with who they have, or are they actively looking for somebody to uh, that they could sign that's out there, like a Clay no, Matthews? I think they're, yeah, I think they're actively looking, and it, it's going to be very likely one of those names that, that you guys have thrown out or that everybody is, has you know identified, whether it's Clay Matthews. You know, Cameron Wake's 38, but he's – supposedly in, in good shape uh you know hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You've got agents reaching out. You've got the team kicking the tires, so it's kind of going both ways. Ziggy Yance is out there, but is he too similar to Bradley Chubb that you wouldn't necessarily want to bring him in uh, to have guys that are the same on both sides? Maybe he ends up being the best option. Uh, there's a guy named Isaiah Irving that was with Vic in Chicago, but I talked to one personnel guy uh, in the league who said he's just a guy. So uh, they do have options. Clay Matthews is the one I think that excites me the most. Terrell Suggs is out there, obviously one of your favorite Arizona State Sun Devils, T. Sizzle, but I think he and Dave were rookies together, so I'd be a little worried uh, about bringing in T. Sizzle, uh, even though he looked okay last year with the Chiefs. Gratuitous shot from the little man. Well, uh, look, I, I just want to say, well, I, I, I know you know, I, I think I'm 42. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure that, that at 42, <laughs> for real, Terrell Suggs was in college when I was in college. Now, so, Terrell, hey, that. listen, uh, and we had a texture that said Suggs signed with the Titans. No, that was Jadavion Clowney. Suggs, I believe, is still is still out there. Suggs, but Suggs, listen, um, first of all, you're not going to find anybody that has the skill set of Von Miller, right? But Suggs, as right. you said, is more like Bradley Chubb. I mean, th- that is a stout pass rusher, but a stout guy in the run game. It, 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 I think it depends on what the Broncos are looking for uh, in terms of trying to duplicate as best they can, which is impossible, the skill set of Von Miller. And the guy that comes yes, to sir. mind would be would be Clay Matthews. If they, if they research that and feel like Clay's still willing, can they get a deal done? And does he still have enough in the tank? I mean, I haven't – I haven't spent a lot of time watching Clay Matthews the last couple of years. Well, and so neither have I, especially, you know, with the Rams last year, with them falling off after the Super Bowl, I didn't I didn't keep tabs on them too much either. And obviously we're pretty busy on Sundays as is. But doing a little digging, he did have eight sacks in 13 games. 
uh, and you know they can drop him into coverage. Obviously, he was there with Wade Phillips, uh, defense that's similar to, to this in, in some respects to, to the one big runs. Obviously, base three four, and yeah, he is probably the most unique of those guys, and maybe at times the most similar to Von Miller. But they're they're not at the same spot, even though they're about the same age. Uh, it, it seems like Clay's best days are behind him, but. You know, he had Aaron Donald there last year and then Jalen Ramsey, but he didn't have Bradley Chubb, who, fingers crossed, will be healthy sooner than later, and Jarrell Casey. So, you know, I think that just having two studs up front versus Aaron Donald, maybe the best defensive player in football, and I guess Michael Brockers is the second-best guy, um, maybe he, he comes in and, and is effective. It also becomes a question of money. The Rams still own $2 bucks, and I think they've been slow playing that, even though he's calling him out on social media over the summer, mm-hmm. saying he wants his $2 bucks so that, that they can use it as offset. Uh, money if a team signs him he was set to make i think somewhere between five and seven million in cash when we talk about bonuses and salary and everything so what would he sign for that that's a question too mark Barron was kind of in that same boat where he was set to make about five to six million bucks with the steelers but he was fine signing here for two and a half so you know does clay matthews want to play and, and does he think this is a great opportunity or does he want to wait and see can he get top dollar somewhere else so dropping into coverage wasn't exactly Von Strong suit as a player, right? Uh, so, well, other than that one game against Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game, every other time we're all just sitting there going, you've got the best pass rusher in the league. Why is he dropping in the coverage? So the point I wanted to make was maybe you could get a guy that is better than Vaughn in pass coverage and, and just good enough as a pass rusher, and, and maybe you can kind of offset the loss a little bit that way. Well, I, I think so, and – Knowing a little bit about how Vic's defense works, and I don't want to pretend that I'm one of those guys that'll get on here and tell you about sale routes or, or how to attack a, mm. a big Fangio defense. Mm-hmm. But, Dave, tell me if this sounds right to you. Prior to Chubb getting hurt, people that you would talk to said that Chubb was basically in the Khalil Mack role of this defense uh, and that he is the kind of the focal point of, w- of what they're doing on the edge. Vaughn had to step into that role after he goes down uh, and play the Sam. But with Chubb coming back, then that allows you to, to put someone like Matthews out there with them. And, and yeah, like you said, Rick, drop him into coverage and, and let him, you know, use his athleticism and not just worry about teeing off coming off the edge. And, and it allows you probably to disguise coverages more. Yeah. I, I would say, I mean, obviously Bradley Chubb is more physically similar to Khalil Mack, right? I mean, they're both bigger outside edge rushers, they're both stout in the running game. But I, I think a lot of what we're talking about now will come down to really what's the feeling within the building uh, with respect to not only Malik Reed, but I think of Jeremy Atashu. And last year, you know, he played pretty well. And I know that, you know, from a coaching standpoint, that they they liked him. He, he brought something to the party. Now, so – you know, does that mean he could be a 16-game guy and, and give you 50 to 65 snaps a game? I, I don't know. But um, I, I think we won't know completely because that's, as we all know, the way coaches operate. We don't know completely what they truly think about Malik Reed and Jeremy Atashio. And I think that is going to be very important in them making the decision as to sort of how to how to battle through this. Well, and I think to, to just kind of follow up on that point, if they don't really make any kind of overtures to Clay Matthews or Ansa or even 
Terrell Suggs and they were to sign a guy like Isaiah Irving, who you know I was described was described to me as just a guy, mm-hmm. and he becomes basically depth. That lets you know that they do really like Malik Reed, who had a, a really solid training camp, who played plenty because Vaughn was you know in and out of practice a little bit, and then with Chubb missing uh, practice, and then Atachu picked up right where he left off. Vic was complimentary of him. You know, Vic's done a better job this year of just doling out compliments. Last year. He was not big in the compliment department. It felt like you really had to work at it. So I don't know if someone said something to him, but he went out of his way to, to talk about Itachu, or I, you know, he's teed up on him, but he was uh, very praiseworthy uh, in his comments, saying that he really didn't know him when he came in other than you know understanding where he had played and, and got to know him and really liked the way he came on at the end of the year. Uh, but with Chubb on seemingly a pitch count, at least early in the year, you're going to need a fourth body. The, the question is, who is that fourth body? So I think, uh, yeah, it, it'll give us a big indicator as to what they think about those two guys uh, and maybe one more than the other, depending on how the snaps shake out once Chubb's healthy. Uh, but based on the, the guy that they bring in, the fourth player that they'll bring in to replace Vaughn on the roster right now. Well, what a guy, and I know they cut him. Uh, I'm trying to remember if they re-signed him or not. What about a guy like Justin Hollins? Well, Brandon Staley, who was his position coach last year, now calling the defense with the Rams, talked uh, Sean McVay and Les Snead into scooping him up. He was one of the 17 so they players yeah, okay. claimed. Okay. Yeah, so he's on their roster. If he was on their practice squad, I think he'd think be the guy. probably already on a plane, right? He'd mm-hmm. probably already be back at the UCL training center. But, uh, yeah, they're going to have to They're gonna have to get creative. They're also going to have to get creative. This is an injury that we're probably going to need to talk about at some point this week. Mark Barron was the only player not dressed yesterday. He was in sweats right as they got into stretch. He walked out of the uh, Pat Bowen Fieldhouse with – with one of the trainers, and I know that Broncos fans don't know a lot about Mark Barron, but they felt good enough about Barron's contributions in the past game and what he'd be able to to bring as a as a nickel linebacker mm-hmm. that he was part of the reason Todd Davis was let go. Uh, so Josie Jewell could be in on rundowns on base downs, and then Barron would be in on passing downs. Well, Vic told us yesterday that Barron is high, question, highly questionable. He goes, we don't have to turn an injury report, but I would call him as well as KJ Hamler highly questionable. Yeah, they're they're not uh, going to be ready for Monday. There's no there's no, no way. And, so how are you covering up for, for Barron? Is it Joe Jones? Are you leaving Alexander Johnson out there at times when there's only one linebacker? Do you trust him enough to relay the signals? Or are Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson calling, calling the defense uh, from, from you know getting it relayed in either to the helmet or because they're at home, and I know that they'll pump in crowd noise, this will have a bit of a high school football feel and that you can get things relayed from the sideline much easier than you could. I know there's a, a time element, and if they're going no huddle, that won't help. Uh, but – you can get things from the sideline and kind of telephone them across, especially with guys like Bryce Callahan, who knows Vic's defense and has only played in it for, you know, all six years now of his career. Uh, so I think there's ways around it, but it is something to keep an eye on as it looks like Mark Barron won't be there. They're passing down linebacker. How do they handle it? Good enough. B, uh, stay in touch. We'll see what happens. All right. I will. Thanks, guys. Thank you. This Brandon Cristal, KOA Broncos Insider, brought to you by Coloradans for Responsible energy development. You can get the facts on how oil and gas is benefiting Colorado and all Coloradans. Do so at cred.org. That is C-R-E-D dot org. Question for you, Coach Logan. Uh, you mentioned Ziggy Yonsa's a hand-in-the-dirt guy. Would the Broncos consider maybe trying more 4-3 defense rather than a 3-4 to try to maybe Ooh. make up for the loss in Von Miller? Or is that too much to to switch over, to change over this late in the game? No, I mean, I think they have the ability, uh, you know, just with different looks to play, you know, a four-man surface if, if they want to. But I, you know, I don't I don't know that. And I think I think they, 
whether they think they have the personnel to do that, you know, I, I'm not quite certain. But, um, you know, you look at what the Bears did when Vic was there. They they sort of morphed. I mean, when they had put the sub packages in, they would morph into a from a three man surface to a four man surface. So um, maybe. So it's a possibility. Yeah, I think it's a possibility. Okay. But I think more likely, you know, I again I get back to Jeremy Atashu and maybe Malik Reed and then maybe somebody they're looking at that is not right now with the team. I I think that would make more sense to me than you know going to a conventional sort of four three look. Nine fifty five is the time. Uh, 303-713-8585 is the number. We'll take a very short timeout. News coming up next on KOA News Radio. Seventeen minutes worth of Inagata Devita. Way to hit the post on that. We'll see you back here at ten twenty-four. <laughs> Second hour of the show. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. Logan Lewis on KOA News Radio. Good morning. Tad bit chilly. Coat weather for sure, but it's going to be. Uh, they say back up into the high seventies, low eighties by the weekend, which is good news. Um. We talked about the Von Miller injury. Uh, there is uh, at least a glimmer of hope that uh, it will not require season-ending surgery. We don't have anything definitive on that, but uh, he is seeking the opinion of another uh, uh, orthopedic surgeon in, I believe, in, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So we'll, we'll follow that story. There was an interesting story, and again, our contact number, I should say, 303 713 8585. Hopefully you know that by now. Texas, if you'd like to, at 56690, we have, even though we talked about the Miller injury uh, quite a bit in the first hour, we have received a number of texts about the uh, Sturgis COVID reports. From the 303919 Sturgis, COVID reports are false. Good read, guys. Uh, hey, guys, more data on Sturgis and COVID? Question mark, question mark that from the 303919. Yeah, I um, I saw there was a, a story. It looked like uh, a California research group estimated that the Sturgis motorcycle rally led to more than 260,000 coronavirus cases. It's been a month now since the event. It's a 63-page report. Uh, the governor of South Dakota uh, says it's pure fiction. Uh, she's not buying it. Um, this Governor Christy Nome, by the way, uh, she criti- criticized the journalist who reported on it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how they came up with these numbers. Uh, they do say uh, that there's been 266 confirmed cases, but then they went on to estimate 260 thousand. Hmm. Uh, they also said it'll it'll amount to a healthcare cost of twelve billion dollars, which would be like forty six thousand dollars per, per person. person. I, yeah, I, I don't know how you come come how you get to that number, but uh, since most people are asymptomatic, uh, yeah, they said forty six thousand dollars per case. 
$46,000 per case For is, all what, the- is what they're estimating. So every... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. They're saying they think 260,000 people, and then if you add, if you multiply 46,000 times that number, you come up with $12.2 billion in estimated public health costs. So you're assuming that every single person that got it will spend $46,000 in medical cost, which I think is a huge leap. I'm, um, not, I'm not even sure how, how you... How you get there, to tell you the truth. I don't either. I mean, it, it's um, it's worth following to see kind of where the numbers go, but I, I, I'm not sure it's it's fair nor accurate to sort of extrapolate out uh, until we see how many tests. I, I know, I mean, how many positive tests. Um, new coronavirus infections for the seventh consecutive week have fallen. That's throughout the country. So it's seven True. straight weeks right. that we've seen those numbers dissipate. So, um, Also in the article, uh, it says, I would caution you about putting too much stock into this model. It can't be verified by other factual numbers. So I don't know. I don't know. You don't know what to believe in these days anyway. This is, this is a, a research study with a model that th- this group put out and there's some people that aren't buying it. I started being skeptical of models after all of the, which, you know what, I'm not even sure before the pandemic, I knew exactly, I, I did know what a model was, but not not to the extent that we know now. But after, I mean, how many models early in this thing were absolutely wrong? We have an anecdotal comment, 970590. We were just in Rapid City. Sturgis is in, spearfi- in the Spearfish area. Everything is fine. Um. From the 303476 Sturgis, really? That's funny. Now, do, quote, peaceful protest, unquote. Do a study on peaceful yeah. protest. Yeah, that, that was mentioned in, in a couple of the articles that I read about this as well. Another one, another text, the Sturgis report is literally a bunch of hypothetical BS. Mm. You know, they're, 
let's face it, there are some people that wanted it to be a disaster, and it seems like you can you can make a case just about any way you want to make it. Sure. On anything. And I'm not saying that this story is false. I don't know. And I've been reporting the the numbers based on the stories that are out there for the last two, three weeks. This is the latest. Believe it or not, I don't know. This one is actually an estimation, which, you know, you're not going off of official numbers now. Now you're you're extrapolating into this estimation of 260,000. If you want to believe it, believe it. I don't know. Yeah, there's no really there's no know. way to know. And I think again, we just have to we just have to wait and see as to what this thing looks like in the next week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Further, we get away from the rally. Well, then obviously we should know. One thing we we don't have to wait on is we've all come to the conclusion that Jalen Ramsey, uh, even while practicing social distancing, probably celebrated last night. Because the corner, formerly of the Jacksonville Jaguars and most recently with the Rams, uh, agreed to a five-year, $105 million extension. Largest contract ever for a cornerback. Um, He's the first defensive back in NFL history to sign a deal worth over $100 million. But it's all, as we've been talking about, obviously in the NFL, it's all about guaranteed money. That number is pretty big, too. At signing, he is guaranteed... $71 $71 million, 71.2 to be exact. That is an unbelievable deal for Jalen Ramsey. So I guess getting out of Jacksonville worked out pretty good for him. It it did for him. Yeah. Right? His agent knew what he was doing. He's in L.A., which you think, I mean, most people, well, wouldn't most people prefer to live if you if you were you know if if iHeart said hey we're uh, we're moving the location of your show and you guys but we're going to give you choices or at least a choice you can live in Jacksonville Florida or you can do the show from L.A. Which one would you take? I think it'd be an easy choice. I mean, you've lived out there. I've Rick. lived there for twelve I've never years. Never lived. I think I'd go to L.A. I would definitely go to L.A. Compared to a lot of places. I think I'd retire and continue to work on Team Dave Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, I, 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 I guess I would take L.A. I, I, I haven't spent. I mean, I've spent more time in L.A. than Jacksonville. Jacksonville's so humid. I mean, it would just kill me during the summer. Yeah, I wasn't real impressed with it. We, we, we called the game there together. That was our first game. That was actually our first game. That's right. Um, and the and the Broncos won the game with Paxton Lynch at quarterback on the road. At that point, Rick, think about that. Your during your color commentating career. You were one and zero. Oh. Your, is, your you know, record has since mm, taken a bit of a beating. Yes, <laughs> it definitely has taken a beating. Uh, these are facts, Dave. They're undisputable yeah. facts. Uh, but I've I've been through Jacksonville before, and it's it just not my favorite part of Florida. I I do like some parts of Florida, just not Jacksonville. Where Where would you live if you had to live in Florida? Uh, I would probably live Tampa. On, I I love the Gulf Palm Coast Beach. of Florida, actually. I like the Gulf Coast. I would live, Tampa would be good. Uh, there's some of those islands, like Sanibel Island, Marco Island, that are mm-hmm. really nice in the Gulf Coast. Where, where is that? Is that? It's in the in the southwestern part southwestern of the part. state, okay. in the Gulf side. Not in Fort Lauderdale? It, kind of close to Naples. 
Mm. You know where Naples is? I yeah. do. I had a speaking yeah. engagement when I played for the Browns in Naples, Florida. I, I don't know how. That's a nice town. That, it, there's really a lot, nice. And there's a lot of very nice, wealthy, older people in Naples, Florida. Don't a lot of people right. from New York go down to Naples? I think a lot of people from New York sort of migrate to, to Florida. Florida in do. general, yeah. Right? My like, mom and dad lived there for a number of years after he retired. Kind of like the East Coast people go to Florida, and I feel like the Midwest to West Coast people go to Arizona. Yeah. To, like the older, the older people? Yeah, that to stay in this Rick, where, where, where are you going to live? Arizona. Oh, now, uh, how old are we talking? <laughs> 80. When, oh, 80. When I'm 80? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, if my family's in Arizona, that's where I will eventually end up. And hey, right they, now that's where they all are. We've got the ability, really, with uh, with modern radio technology. You you could still do the show while in Arizona. True. We do. We have that. I'd still be we here have in that Denver. Technology we do. available. We do. Really? I mean, I, we. we I've never done it. You I know just what? don't you, think it's available to you, Rick. And you don't want to make a habit of it. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that technology is available, as far as I know. I don't think it's available to the three of us. Apparently, everybody else is can do it from somewhere else, huh. but. But, no, I think uh, we can do we've that. We've never done that. No, we haven't. I mean, because we all live in the same same city. Yeah, but so do other people who are doing it from home. Oh, you mean because of the, the pandemic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess so. We we chose to come in here every day. I mean, to each his own. But I but I think as we as we go on, there may be occasion. I mean, you've got your family in Arizona. Uh if you go down there for on a few days, you can you can they we they've got the ability for you to hop on the air and it would sound great. And Nobody a lot, of, even a lot know, of people actually. do it. And so yeah. if that's uh, that, that would keep you, as as we say, in the saddle even that much longer. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, I know. We, I, know I, <laughs> I know we have the ability to do that. I've never done it. And I don't think you've ever done it. But uh, maybe, you know, sometimes you road, never know. It's, it's a possibility. Everybody literally in broadcasting today is doing it. If you I get would the say Rona, 90... you might be able to do it. You don't want to get the uh, Rona. No, though. Let, let's not go there, Kevin. <laughs> you don't want to get the Rona. But but ninety percent of broadcasters, I'm talking TV and radio, are doing their show from, from well, home. Well, it's just different. I mean, it, right? It's now you have different capabilities that we didn't have ten years ago. Yeah, and all the national guys, they're all doing it from home. Nationally syndicated guys, big hmm. ones: Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern, tons of. How, how's big... Rush Limbaugh doing? I I know he's I think got he's cancer. Trouble. Is he? Yeah, yeah, I think he's struggling. You know, he's he's Jeez. getting treatment. He's got stage four lung cancer. Uh, he takes a lot of days off, mm. but he he when he's feeling good, he goes in. That's a and tough does the show. That's yeah. a tough road for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, interesting story from uh, Southwest Airlines. Uh, their CEO Gary Kelly, uh, in an article that uh, that was in the Dal- Dallas News, Dallas Morning News. If things don't, he's quoted as saying, "If things don't improve." This just can't continue. So he paints a picture that, uh, gosh, is frightening with respect to the long-term and maybe even short-term future of Southwest Airlines. He was quoted as saying, we've got a skeleton staff here. Our headquarters can, can accommodate about 5,000 people roughly, and there are maybe 100 people here every day. So... You and I and Kathy, too, have been on Southwest uh, more than once during the pandemic, and they seem like they're, you know, they're, they're, they're doing a good job. But this picture that uh, the CEO paints is, is a tough one for sure. That's not good. 
I do like Southwest. I do and too. I, and I have flown them several times during the pandemic, and they do keep the middle seat open. They're the only airline who actually is. Yeah, they're the only one doing that. Uh, they clean the planes uh, thoroughly every night. Uh, they recirculate the air. Uh, I, I think it was every couple of minutes through the plane. I mean, I, I feel safe flying under those conditions. Everybody wears a mask. Uh, nobody's talking, really. It's pretty quiet. But they just, they can't, they can't survive like that. They won't be able to make it. None of these airlines will make it. They'll all go under. And so they're all going to need bailouts because as a nation, you can't have your airline industry go out of business. Mm. You just can't do it. So that's going to be another giant bailout that you're going to see sometime in the future. And it seemed like Southwest was, in terms of their business model, was was certainly uh, doing a good job that the CEO continues in that article, uh, and I quote, we were very well prepared for the pandemic coming into it, record low levels of debt, which means we had plenty of cash, and we boosted our cash reserves dramatically this year, and we're working on adjusting our cost structure. We've already got a low cost structure in the first place, and we're very well suited to serve the leisure side of the market in addition to the business travel market. But he goes on to say, I'm certainly, however, not bullish that business travel is going to bounce right back. In fact, I would argue that relative to a normal recession and recovery scenario, this will be twice as long. I wouldn't be surprised to see business travel languish for a decade before it gets back to 2019 levels. So, yes, we are prepared for that. A decade? Yes. Wow. Yeah, think about this, Dave uh, and Kathy and Grant, that we we've found out during the pandemic that we can have Zoom meetings. You don't need to fly and have a face-to-face meeting with people anymore. It's very true. And so that's going to change the game for these airlines. They're going to have to restructure and regroup. And there's a lot of things that have changed during the pandemic that will never be the same. Southwest had 28% of all of their employees take voluntary leave or early retirement when this pandemic first started. Wow. I mean, that's a huge... That's a huge number. And I think one of the reasons that that they've been able to continue and provide good service uh, is, is that. But in terms of how do you grow your business or how do you stay solvent moving forward with the lack of business travel that he expects over the next, he said, decade, um, man, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. You know what I saw them do that it was a different strategy than the other airlines. So they block out all middle seats, but they still, they're flying a, a, a lot more flights on their on their routes than the other airlines. The other airlines decided they weren't going to block out middle seats, but they were going to cut their flights way back. So say, for instance, say American normally would fly, you know, five or six flights a day to Phoenix. Now they're doing two. And so they're trying to fly two full planes back and forth. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply to Phoenix where Southwest is doing they have like 8 or 10 flights a day going from here to Phoenix but they're blocking out all the middle seats so they're mm-hmm. still flying all their flights I, I wonder which one worked out better I have a feeling it's Southwest model yeah again uh, as, as we uh, head to a quick timeout, CEO is Gary Kelly of Southwest Airlines he goes on to say in this article if things don't improve this just can't continue we can't lose the kind of cash we lost in the second quarter for quarter upon quarter upon quarter. We'd be out of business. A lot depends on how the revenue environment improves. That's front and center of why we're announcing they are expanding to Miami and Palm Springs because it will help chip away at that revenue deficiency. Um, There are still some levers we can pull, but the vaccine has to come online and it's got to work. We've got to begin to get back to normal or else we're just talking about a completely different catastrophic scenario for the airline industry and other industries, for that matter. We're past the dark days of March and April. Things for us have been pretty stable since July 4th, but uh, this cannot continue. I so. heard today Pat Woodard uh, here on KOA News said that the the industry traffic is slowly coming back. Mm-hmm. That over Labor Day weekend, uh, about 50% of normal travel over the weekend, which is up, believe it or not, from what it's been. Mm. It's uh, it's tough on a lot of people. Chris and Inglewood on KOA News Radio, Dave, Rick, and Kathy. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Um, we, and I, I work for a corporate 500 company, as many people do, but we also realized how many meetings were unnecessary because business continued to happen. So... Travel will obviously, like you spoke of, will be totally, you know, cut. But the Zoom meetings were, in fact, a benefit because the travel, was, you know, is unnecessary. But the initial effect, we also realized how many meetings we canceled and how many of those were unnecessary to begin with just because business basically continued without those meetings. Hmm. Yeah, that, uh, and Chris, mm-hmm. thank you. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, th- this... This pandemic uh, has changed so many people's lives, and it's it's changed the uh, short-term uh, future of a lot of people and companies. It's probably impacted the long-term future of, of some of those entities. Uh, we You just don't know what how things are going to turn out. And the money that the companies will save, you know, if you send an employee from here to New York for a, a two-day Meeting, you got to you got to put them up in a hotel. You got to feed them. You got the airline expenses, the taxi cab expenses, Uber, all that. And now you now it's acceptable. It is now acceptable to do a Zoom meeting. 
So I would think a lot of corporations will just take that route. 1027 is our time. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee, good to have you with us. This is KOA News Radio and the iHeartRadio app. KOA News Radio, Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. Um, this is actually an interesting text, which I was thinking about the same thing. It says, on the airline reduction and staffing, let's hope the mechanic and maintenance employees remain 100%. Safety first. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what you'd hope they Number don't cut any of those. In, yeah. In the airline business. Huh. No doubt about that. I've got an interesting text as well. Um so evidently, after yesterday, when Governor Polis came out and said he was behind high school football returning for the districts that would be able to accomplish that, um, I've just received a text that the board of Chassa has voted unanimously not to change the calendar. So, if I'm reading this correctly, that would mean that we will have no high school football this fall in the state, even though the governor um, said that he was uh, behind those districts that wanted to play. And that's that's really all I all I know. Well, that'd be a huge disappointment. It's hard for me to believe. I. I'm shocked. That sucks. I am absolutely stunned. Huh. So the governor... Didn't they blame the governor first in saying that they couldn't play because the governor would not allow... Well, the, the, the state, the governor's office had... Um, yes, I, I know that Chassa initially had put, I believe it was three proposals, in essence, in front of the governor, the governor and his staff. Uh, the first two were shot down. The the last one, there was some pause, and so right up until the day that it was announced, and we we were on the we were doing the show, uh, that it was announced they would not play, they would not play high school football. Um, then it seemed like things changed when other states that had made similar decisions about moving the football season to the spring um, rethought their position. Michigan being being one, it seemed like things had changed. The governor's office uh, apparently was was fully behind uh, allowing districts that wanted to play, allowing them to play. But I just uh, and I'm trying to confirm this. I just received a text that said the Chassa board voted unanimously not to change the calendar, and that's really all I know. Other than uh, <laughs> I'm beyond disappointed for a lot of kids in the state. Uh, I, I don't even, you know, until I find out more information, I'm not even sure, you know, how to comment on this. But, um, gosh, you go you go from getting the news yesterday and, and really starting to be excited about cranking up and having a chance to put together a season, and then you hear this. So we'll wait and see. Uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, 
I'll have the email forwarded to me in a moment. But it, uh, if I, I have no reason to believe that the text I just received uh, is not accurate, and so it looks like there will be no football, no high school football played in the state um, this fall. I, which I is don't know. Really, really. I don't know what to say. Huge really disappointment. Sad. Wow. Huge disappointment. And I think they got everybody's hopes up. I don't know why they wouldn't play. And, and to unanimously vote not to makes no sense. Yeah, to I'm, me. I'm, I'm anxious to hear. Um, I'm anxious to hear. Because they had a vote last night, right? Uh, what was last night? Tuesday. They had an emergency See, meeting. Meeting last night. At 6 o'clock. So I, I don't know if the vote, vote was conducted. Maybe. Maybe the vote was conducted then. Huh. But, I, but I, uh, again, waiting to Hear waiting more. to get that email. Not hmm. one person on the Chassa board voted yes. Again, that's, that's, and, what, that's what my text says. And that's with the governor's approval. Yes. You don't see that happen very often. Because especially during this pandemic, it's been the governors that have called the shots on literally everything. Because didn't Michigan turn it over and now they're playing yeah. high school football because well, the governor, governor allowed governor it? Governor Whitmer in Michigan allowed it. She's been one of the strictest governors in the country. And they're going ahead with high school football. And wow. I think Dave mentioned the other day only 10 states are not playing high school football. Looks like Colorado will be one of those 10 and maybe some of these other states decide to play, you know, sometime here in the near future. I, I just, I am stunned. Me too. Yeah. Uh, again, hopefully, we'll get a little bit more, more information about this. I've not, I've not seen the email. I was just told I'll, uh, I will have the email forwarded to me, and when I do, we'll read that. Dan Aurora joins us on KOA News Radio. Good morning, Dan. Hey, uh, Dave. Uh... I got real problems with the inconsistency of Jared Polis. I mean, he sits there and allows, you know, 5,000 people protest marches in, in Aurora, And yet, I, I am a veteran that's like cancer and old Vietnam veteran and hanging on. We do gun shows. He hates us. We have less people, Dave, than any protest rally or even a super Walmart to come through our doors. And other states, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, they're having gun shows. We're not. The guy doesn't like us, and it's a he uses it for political purposes. And why he likes some businesses and doesn't others, it doesn't show consistency. I know the restaurant bar and the bandwagon people are ready to find a new governor, but I mean, some of them talk about recalls, but they're short on doing it, and people are short on signing petitions for it. But I don't see good future for Jared Polis being reelected. Well, Dan, thanks for the call. Um, we'll see about that. I, I think, um, you know, when you look at the numbers in terms of COVID-19 uh, in this state, um, state's done a pretty good job uh, with respect to that. Now, it's, it, you know, there have, been, there have been things put in place that have really made it difficult on small businesses, and, and I, get, I get that as well. But strictly... In this particular area with high school football, um, listening to the press conference yesterday, Governor Polis said, hey, I'm, I'm willing to allow high school football to take place, and it's going to be up to Chassa. So, again, I don't have all the information, so I'm going to refrain 
from uh, speaking my mind because I don't have all the facts here. But what I am told is that the board of Chassa voted unanimously not to alter the schedule, which means the schedule was that high school football would be played in the spring, and the board has voted unanimously to uphold that. And I know in hearing some of the things last night, there were there were some districts that were not they they felt were not prepared to play football. Um, but I know there were districts that were prepared to play. But I, I'm gonna again I'm gonna refrain commenting because I don't I don't have all the facts yet. I just sent it to your email. You saw it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me just um let me just, even though we're on the air, let me just read this. Um, at a meeting on Tuesday night, the board of directors of the Colorado High School Activities Association addressed a potential change to the 2021 sports and activities calendar. The COVID-19 pandemic has presented many challenges specific to CHASA activities. This has included trying to resume a traditional fall season for moderate to high-risk contact sports. It is forced inequities when making statewide decisions for the 180,000 student participants, 363 voluntary member schools, and 178 school districts across the state. In a resolution Tuesday, the Board of Directors unanimously voted to not reconsider any adjustment to the 2021 sports calendar, which was approved on August 4th. Uh, Quote, we understand that our school communities would like to return to all levels of normalcy, said Troy Baker, the president of Chass's board of directors and who is the athletic director at Buena Vista High School. And I continue to quote, we listened to all parties and the voices of our membership resonated strongly to support the plan as approved in August. The plan aligns with the Chassa mission all students have an opportunity to play a season during the 2021 school year, said Richard Hargrove, the superintendent of Springfield Schools and a member of the board of directors, quote, we are focused on getting schools started and running smoothly as well as handling all the issues of running a school district and trying to have that be as normal as possible. We do not want to travel. The biggest thing for me in the end is that we have continued to move the goalpost. And every time we turned around, we had something else we had to adjust to. Quote, the discussion last night amplified that there was another potential goalpost movement, Hargrove continued. We have already developed a calendar that addresses the concerns of health officials and gives all students a season and a chance to participate. We need to move yeah. forward with that plan. So I'm going to continue to read all this. So this is a board member from Buena Vista. That is a board member of Chassa. That is he the guy calling the shots? Well, the board obviously yeah. is. During the discussion, the board as a whole noted that, and I'll read these four things, the safety, physical, and emotional well-being of Colorado students' participants must be at the forefront of every decision. Diverse educational return-to-learn models exist throughout the state and they must not be undermined. Students have already integrated into non-traditional participation opportunities in the rural and metro areas. 
there are Title IX and gender representation issues around any reconsideration of the approved calendar. So I'm just going to continue this. This is a quote from Tarita Walker, who's the assistant principal at Denver East High School and also a member of the board of directors. Our state has seen new golf, tennis, softball, and cross-country teams formed statewide. Once this plan was rolled out, school, administra school administrators and families began to reshape their lives around the calendar. We are moving forward knowing of, uh, knowing of our students. All of them will have a chance to participate in 2021. The board remains committed to being responsive to our community members and appreciate the feedback, outreach, and input through the process. Chasa will continue to meet regularly with the governor's staff, COVID-19 response team, and educational health officials implementing the 2021 activities calendar. So basically what happened here, I think, based on what, what I read into that email, um, there, there are members of the board that and you heard some of the reasons some of the and I heard this too like some of the fall sports participants because it was it was ruled that like in this case football be played in the spring some of the football players were playing other sports and that might impact negatively some of some of the areas that that takes place uh, I, I'm not sure about the title nine stipulation I don't really know what that means um, so I'm just really, really um, disappointed in the board at Chassa and this decision. And I don't know how else to how else to say. You've, I mean, obviously they've got to take into consideration what's best for all all of their members, and yeah. that's that's always how they've conducted business. But um, do the parents and the schools have no say? I don't think so. I mean, listen, mm. I you know I I I don't think so. When the governor's office said it was going to be okay, uh, and Chassa had really, as best I know, you know, fought to have a normal fall schedule, and that, you know, that was turned down. And then, of course, they had to go to the spring because that's that was the mandate from the state. But when the governor's office then basically changed direction and said, "Hey, if school districts that are ready to play, they can go ahead and play." Um, so why didn't they just let those districts play who are ready to play and the I, ones who didn't want to play? I don't know. I, I don't have any I don't have any information other than what I just read. Uh, and it was interesting that this email came from Bert Borgman, who is an assistant commissioner, and not from Rhonda Blanford Green, who is the commissioner. So I listen, I, I, I don't know anything other than what I just read. Mm. Um so you you gotta, you know, that's Again, that's the hand that has been dealt. I don't understand it. Once I uh, can talk to some people and see sort of what went into this decision, I'm happy to share that with the audience. But uh, so football will remain in the spring. High school sports is such a big part of the high school experience for so many millions of kids across the country. And 40 other governors uh, saw or thought it was okay to play high school football here in the fall. Our governor here in Colorado thought it was okay, gave it the go-ahead. I am really disappointed in Chassa. I, I think they're punishing these kids by not letting them play football, not letting them play any fall sports. You're, you're taking away a part of their life, part of their childhood, that they won't get back. 
They're not going. Some of these kids will never get this back. And I don't see what's going to be different in January than it is from right now. I mean, you you have to be able to just adapt and deal with what you have, hmm. and try to let these kids lead as normal as a life as you can. And and I'm I'm seriously disappointed. Yeah, that uh, that makes two of us for sure. Ten fifty five is the time. News is coming up next on KOA News Radio. Back at 11.07 on KOA. Good morning. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and uh, Kathy Lee. Uh, we're going to hang out till noon. Mandy Connell coming up from noon until 3. Big Al and JoJo, 3 to 6. Michael Brown, 6 to 7. Broncos Country tonight with Ryan Edwards and Benjamin Albright from uh, 7 o'clock until 10. So, story of the day, obviously. Uh, well, two stories of the day. One, Von Miller... Um, and his injury, he is seeking a second opinion with an orthopedic doctor in Green Bay. Uh, doesn't look good. There is some speculation that possibly, and again, this mostly conjecture, that maybe the injury would not be season-ending and maybe wouldn't require surgery. We don't have any confirmation on that, so I think Broncos fans, you just keep your fingers crossed that uh, that, that is the case. The other story, and we ended last hour with that, we just got notification uh, in an email that uh, Chassa, uh, in a unanimous vote from their board of directors, has decided not to um, play football this fall. They will, um, again, uh, have football in the spring, and they will they will go by the calendar that was set up by Chassa uh, when it was announced that there would be uh, a different sort of agenda with respect to the various sports and activities that are played this year. Uh, the governor came out yesterday, Governor Polis, and said that uh, his his office was ready to support, uh, in this case, football returning in the fall, uh, depending on what various districts decided to do. That was the qualifier. And uh, in a meeting last night uh, of the Chassa Board of Directors, they voted unanimously not to reconsider any adjustment to the 2021 sports calendar. They listed some of the reasons, and again, obviously, I've got a dog in the fight, so I, I probably, I don't probably, I look at this um, uh, with with an understood bias. But uh, just quickly, Troy Baker, who's the president of the Chassa Board of Directors, said, we understand that our school communities would like to return to all levels of normalcy. We listen to all parties and the voices of our membership resonated strongly to support the plan as approved in August. So um, that's that's the deal. I had heard last night that there was some pushback from uh, the Chassa folks, from their constituents. I, I know that uh, DPS and Aurora, uh, you know, because they're not, I don't, DPS is not in school, correct? And I don't know that no, Aurora, online Aurora Public Schools are as well, and so I know that there was some some pushback there. There have been some, there has been some pushback from some of the rural areas. And um, listen, here here's how I feel about this. I'm really disappointed for our kids. Uh, I'm going to try to learn more about the decision and what went into it, and who was involved with it. 
Um, but I, I've always believed this, that you have to play the hand that is dealt at times. You can, you can, you know, get pissed about it and frustrated and throw the cards and leave the poker game. Um, but you don't wind up, you don't wind up benefiting in that regard. So, uh, really disappointed, frustrated, uh, didn't, I didn't see this coming honestly after yesterday's announcement, but, um, We'll, we'll, I think, high school coaches around this area will will deal with some frustrated kids again. I mean, to me, um, the emotions of kids, you know, to think you're not going to play, then to think you are going to play, and now to think you're not going to play, I'm not sure how strongly that emotion was considered. But again, uh, I'm, I'm going to refrain from really strongly making a comment because I think that would be the prudent thing to do until I can find out more of the details of of how this decision was was uh, uh, agreed upon, what were all the things that were decided, who was involved in this, and at that point, then I'll I'll uh, I'll be able to, with all that information, have uh, a more succinct reply. Yeah, and Dave, before the break, I, I said that this decision is punishing the kids, and uh, Texter disagrees. He said they're punishing these kids. Give me a break, Rick. They're doing what they think is right regards Joe Meek. And, and Joe, I, I I definitely appreciate you putting your name to your text. And I I respectfully disagree with you, and I'll tell you why. Uh, but yeah, they, they, I, I do believe they think they're doing what's right. By doing that, though, they are punishing these kids because I, I think back to when I was in high school, and, and to me, football was more important than anything, anything in the world. And so there's a lot of kids like that still today. These kids really wanted to play football, and you're taking that away from them. Uh, and in some cases, you may be taking away scholarship opportunities from some of these kids, which is punishing them. Uh, there'll be some kids that will not be able to get an athletic scholarship because they didn't play, and that's a fact. And then if you're going to push this into – 2021 and try to play football in January, which remains to be seen, by the way, uh, there's going to be kids that that uh, won't be able to play because maybe uh, they want to play baseball or they want to play uh, track and field or something like that. Uh, and so they may opt out of football. There's going to be kids that opt out of football just because you moved it to January. You know, and other things that come up in life, maybe a kid's uh, dad gets transferred you know, uh, at the end of the year, and they move to another state. He doesn't get to play football. And when you consider that 40 states thought it was safe to play high school football, and even the governor of Colorado would have made 41 states, I think, to me, that is punishing these kids. I'm not saying that they don't think they're doing what's right, but there is, it's hurting these kids in many, many ways. And so I'm going to stand by... My statement, Joe, I appreciate uh, your text, and I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. Yeah, I, th- I think that, um, I mean, listen, you know, if you have a, uh, if you have a high school-aged child, I think everybody has an opinion on this. And so um, there's a texter, let's see, uh, let's see. Um, from the 303419, why is it punishment? Question mark. Maybe it's a bad decision. Question mark. This is a pandemic and people are dying. My son's sport was postponed 
and I'm good with that. I'm, I'm sure there are I'm sure there are people out there that uh, that feel that way. From the 303-506, Polis is trying to come across as the good guy. He knew there was no way it could be possible to start a football season now. Uh, and then I can't read the rest of the <laughs> can't read the rest of that particular. Call them a bad name. Yeah, it's um, you know what it's. Uh, With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It's frustrating, but that's that's the way it is. And uh, you know what? We'll regroup and carry on. Let's go to Eugene in Colorado Springs on KOA News Radio, 11:15 on this uh, Wednesday. Is this Wednesday? It is Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday, yep. Yep. Wednesday morning. Good morning, Eugene. Uh, good morning. Um, I would like to know if some of these, if the NFL will address some of the uh, braces and different things. I can see knee braces. For example, the Gronk is out, was out for, what, a year and a half or two years. I knew he was going to come back. But so should that shoulder finally be healed, and should he be wearing that brace? Several players are, I seem to be watching the replays over the years. They seem to be using as as an aid. Knee braces have extended their careers for everybody. But shoulder braces, I just think they need to start addressing that. And as far as the uh, high school thing, if you recall, uh, Bonavista had shut down back in April because of C-19, because of the prison populations. So they had a picture or a, a good view of what could happen. And so they, maybe that commissioner or board president knows more than we do, but they had shut down Bonavista, the highways and everything, I believe, for a month hmm. because of... Uh, there was a case, and they had to shut it down because that's a lot of revenue in that valley. But being back up there in August, the valley was alive, people from Texas and all over. But maybe the uh, board member knows more than what we do. Thanks for your time. You bet. Appreciate that. Um, don't know. Don't know if he knows more than we do or not. Um, I think that uh, the interesting thing here. Uh, was from the statement the governor's office, well, actually, the governor made yesterday. He said he was uh, his office was supportive of the resumption of high school football in the fall, but the qualifier was for districts 
that are willing and ready to move forward. And I think it's quite clear, and I even heard this last night, that there were some districts that were not prepared or willing to move forward. My question would be, I know of at least three districts, and I, I think a fourth, but I know for certain three that were willing. The governor specified that for those districts that were not willing or able to move forward with the resumption of football in the fall, they could play in the spring. So I don't know, and I'll, I'll find out, obviously, but I don't know if that was talked about, a possibility of, hey, you can still play in the spring. I know in other states uh, that that has that is taking place. So some are playing in the fall and some are playing in the spring. I believe, I believe that is case. I know it was discussed and I, I believe instituted in Ohio. Uh, I know it was discussed uh, by governor wine there. So, and you had a state that just changed it over anyways, Michigan, right? They just yeah. changed and they decided just changed to play. Their mind. So why couldn't everybody, I mean, they were able to turn it around and make it happen. Yeah. And, and, and so that's interesting, Dave. So, I go back to the the punish, you know, punishing. You know, that's a that's a harsh word to use. But so somebody decided, if we don't want to play, then you can't play. And if you said three districts wanted to play and were ready to go, why wouldn't they be playing? If you don't want to play, don't play. Nobody's going to force you to do anything. This is it comes down to personal choice. Right? Yeah. And so I, I, that's another thing I don't understand. Uh, texter 720-394, Rick, you are absolutely right about punishing the kids. Think about the scholarships missed as recruiters look at the kids from the 40 states that are playing. Very true. Spring is too late for scholarships as they will all be handed out by them. This is a huge disappointment for those kids. Uh, another one from the 720862 Kids today will be part of the lost generation. They've been robbed of their ambitions, their hopes, and their dreams. Kids don't want to grow up to be cops anymore. Kids don't even know what they want to do with their lives anymore. They're lost. These kids will be altered by this forever. And all they can think about is themselves and their own livelihoods. I think that's a reference to the the officials calling the shots. Here's a text for you, Rick. You are absolutely right about punishing the kids. Think about this. Yeah, I just read that Okay, sorry. Uh, there's one above it, um, 719, they are punishing the kids. I want to move to a conservative state. Well, Governor Polis approved it. Yeah. He was okay with it, and he's a Democrat. Yep. John in Denver joins us on KOA News Radio. Morning, John. Uh, Dave, I think you're wrong. I think your test is doing the right thing because if just one person dies, look at how change, how tune will change. Because then they'll be right and you'll be wrong. You, you should be postponed until the spring, if I get this right, right? That, so maybe, that's, that's correct. But that that's but not that's not the reason, John. Re, it's a re, health reason. Hey, hang on a second. Hang, hang on a second. That's not the reason that it, it was stipulated in their press release. That was not. That's not. That's not the reason they're not resuming football. The reason, as best I can tell, is there are some districts that are just not prepared to play football. They're not in school right now, right? And that's, I, I get that, but but so the health concern that you brought up is is one that we all share, right? There, there would have been right. risk for me at, in my early 60s to go back and coach kids. I understand the health risk. 
So I, I, I have said I'm not making a comment until I find out more about exactly what went into the decision that Chassa made. So when you start the conversation, and I'm probably a little bit irritated anyway, with Dave, you're wrong, and Chassa's right, I haven't said anything other than I'm frustrated and I feel very badly for a lot of kids in this city, period. I, I understand how you're feeling. I just think a lot of adults are going to pull kids out of football this, this year if they were to do that. If they're to do what? If they're to let them play. Well, well then let, let's leave it up to the parents. How about we do that? I think you, I agree with you. Okay. So we agree. Thank you, John. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, fired up about this. Jack in Fort Collins on KOA News Radio. Good morning, Jack. How are you? Oh, just as frustrated as you guys are. Yep. So the, the couple things here, I just, I think back on, uh, on my high school football career and I come from a football town in Montana where, you know, I didn't have college prospects, but my senior year, I knew it was my last hurrah and, and I wanted to go out the best way I could and give it all my best. And I knew I wasn't going to play in college. And what are you doing for these kids with the same exact uh, situation as I was in, you know, these guys, these kids that they're not going to go play D one. They're not going to go play somewhere else. This is their last year playing. And they're going to force them to play in the spring where how in, in common sense world, you're going to postpone it till the spring. Sure. So does that mean that this virus is all of a sudden going to just disappear in the spring and then everybody's going to be able to go play? No, I, th- that I think that I, I think the important thing, and Jack, thanks a lot for your perspective, too. Um, the numbers in our state are lower than a lot of states that are playing high school football. Right. So it, to me, this is not a this is not a virus thing. This is not a number thing. I read this and I'm going to try to confirm. I read this as there were board members that felt like their uh, constituents um, were not prepared to play because they had they had assumed after the governor's position was stated that we would not have football in the fall, that they they were making decisions with that in mind, right? You have athletes that are football athletes playing other sports. You have school districts that are not even back in school. Therefore, transportation becomes an issue. So for, for the, I mean, stop and think about this, the DPS. I, I believe this to be true. The DPS is not back in school, not in person school. Mm-hmm. So how does, and I'm just trying to be fair about this, even though I'm frustrated. How, how does the DPS participate in a football season that would start October 1st? Their, their kids are not even in school. So, you know, I, 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 you try to hear everybody's side of this um, and, and be reasonable about it. And I think that more so than the COVID-19 numbers, I think that played a significant role part in this decision by the board of directors. Let me but, ask you this though, is that if in the spring, what if by chance there's another surge, there's not a vaccine and high sure. school football doesn't happen in those kids who are relying on trying to get a scholarship somewhere yeah. for fall sports, what happens to them? You can't, well, I mean, you know, because there's no guarantee they're going to play in the that. spring, right? No, but I, I would, I would say there's, um, I mean, I, I'll say this. The other districts that evidently were not prepared or not ready to play, they would be prepared and ready to play in the spring. So 
you know, I, I think based on how the numbers have been mm-hmm. going here in the state, uh, my, my guess would be we would we would be able to play. I mean, there's other states playing in the spring, still a few states. I think there are 40 states playing in the fall, 10 states playing in the spring, including Colorado, California, Nevada, Washington, uh, what else, Oregon maybe, a few, a few of those states. Yeah, I go back to if you want to play in the spring, play in the spring. Those that wanted to play now and are ready to play now, you play now. We're seeing the exact same thing happen with college football. Three conferences are playing, two are not. Those two say they're going to play in the spring or the winter, it turns out. And the world continues to turn. Everything's fine. Yep. Right? And you just you just go with it. You just do what you think is best for you, your program, your kids, your people. I, I, I don't know why everybody has to be doing the same thing. So we're not playing. That means you're not playing. I don't get that. Yeah, it's uh, it is frustrating. Again, I, I don't think this decision was made with respect to the COVID nineteen numbers. I, I I just do not. I think the decision was made based on what I just what I just said. There were districts that were not prepared to play, and therefore, to be equitable, uh, the organization wanted to uh, or voted unanimously. At least, at least the board of directors did to mm-hmm. go ahead and play in the spring. Eleven twenty-six is our time. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. Good morning on KOA News Radio. Back at eleven forty on KOA News Radio. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. Uh, contact numbers three zero three seven one three eight five eight five. Text line is uh, shall we say alive at five six six nine zero. There, a lot of upset mad. people out there. Yep. From the seven one nine three three zero, Dave. Do you think the governor got this stirred up to get the pressure off of him and onto Chassa? That from from Gary. I think. Uh, well, let's read read one other one. Three zero three five two one. Very frustrating. If you read the Chassa announcement, excuse me. I believe all the reasons for the decision or BS except for the last one. It states that there were Title IX considerations that could not be resolved. I hope this brings up a larger conversation about Title IX and its worthiness. Um, Again, just trying to sort of research uh, during a break and how how this thing happened. I I think that it's worth noting that if if football would have been allowed to uh, resume in the fall, there and and I I didn't know this. There would have been four male sports that would have been playing in the fall, and two female sports, and that was part of the conversation and part of the issue that the Chasta Board of Directors had to discuss and decide upon. So yes, the Title IX consideration was real with four male sports if football would have been moved back to the fall, four male sports, and only two female sports being played. The other, the other thing that I think is worth noting, and this is, this is not news, but I think it goes back on the time, timeline on all of this. And this is a fact. You know, when we... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We we were dealing with the pandemic. Chassa um, and the governor's office with the CDC and other state health agencies, they were determining basically how the state was going to be run, right? Including high schools and including restaurants and bars and small businesses and, and everything. Um, there were three proposals that were put on the governor's desk. And when I say the governor, it's not just governor Polis, it's his staff. And the first two proposals from Chassa, one of which would be, I, I know was, Hey, business as usual for the start of school and all fall sports and all fall activities that was shot down. The second one was shot down. The third proposal may have been addressed, but no decision from the governor's office was given to Chassa until, I believe, the day before the decision on what the calendar from a sports and activities uh, standpoint would be, what it would look like for this fall and this spring, which was August. I believe that day was August 4th. Now, from August 4th until today, all schools have been operating under the assumption of here's what we're going to do, right? Football is going to be in the spring. Here's what's in the fall. Here's, you know, here's how we're going to do it. And so I, I, I believe that this is accurate. I think there were school districts that said, whoa, wait a minute. We, we, we don't feel like we can pivot and align ourselves with this and have, in, in this case, a football program ready to go by October 1st. We have, I mean, there are schools, and I said this earlier, there are schools that have had their football players because they thought they were playing in the spring, go into other sports. The, how, how would that impact the other sports? I get that. I'm a multi-sport guy. Um, and so I think, I think there, there are there – are, there are a handful of things at play here. Um, I think Chassa, I, I think the governor may have, you know, he, with his press conference yesterday, he might have even got gotten ahead of his staff, right? There, there, it's my understanding that it had not been approved, it had not been approved yet from the governor's office, the idea of having, let's say, 50 football players on a sideline, right? That right now, that would be different than what the state guideline is. And so the governor's office, his staff, 
they were working on that, but that had not been approved. So when the board of directors of Chassa met, I think they met last night, that that was still an unknown. So again, it doesn't mitigate the fact that there are a lot of people, I'm one of them, that are frustrated. I'm really frustrated for kids um, that were, you know, first disappointed that they weren't going to play. Then they find out, well, okay, you're going to be able to play in the spring. Then this sort of surfaces, and then your hopes get, you know, get uh, buoyed a bit, and we think we're going to play, and then now we're not going to play. So that that's difficult. And that's difficult on adults. It's especially difficult on 15, 16, 17, and 18-year-olds. But my final point to the point of the uh, texter, yes, Title IX, that consideration with four male sports playing in the fall and two female sports playing, that was definitely a factor with the decision from the board of directors, the board, I should say, from Chassa, other, other athletes, football athletes and others now participating in other sports and having to stop, uh, which in some of the smaller areas would decimate the sport that these players were currently participating in. I think the fact that there are some school districts that are not in school and therefore their coaches have had no contact, presumably with their athletes. How do we get that thing turned around in, in, you know, and in, in ready to play a sport October 1st? I know there were some that were very concerned about the, uh, the, the safety, the health part of this in terms of the COVID-19. So you just have a lot of factors at play here and we're back to square one. Regarding the health factor, Dave, I, I found an article here uh, They uh, from Football Scoop. They say over a thousand high school football games already played across the country and zero reports of community COVID spread. Mm. Uh, that's the, the headline. And they point out that uh, they've been playing football for four-plus weeks now in Utah, Alabama, Indiana, Tennessee, Alaska, uh, and a significant number of states have now been playing for two-plus weeks. And data shows there has not been uh, an increase or a spike in COVID numbers in those places they're playing. So uh, people that are concerned about the health of the kids and the community, it doesn't look like that's panning out at this time, which is good. That's a good thing. That's what we all want. Um, so that doesn't seem to be a factor at this point. Yep. Um, and, and I think honestly, um, the governor's office would have been better served. And I, I believe the governor knows this and, uh, would, I think the governor would admit this, that had the decision been made earlier, to go ahead and try to try to do this as some of the other states have done, then we wouldn't be sitting in this situation. And to Rick's point, I mean, Arizona, those numbers are significantly higher than we have here in Colorado. And Arizona is going ahead and playing high school football as well. But um, And so everybody has an opinion on this, and some think it's a good decision, some think it's a horrible decision. It's sort of like what's going on uh, in our country politically, right? It, it really is. We are... We are if nothing else, we are polarized on a number of topics. And I think now you can, at least for our state, <laughs> you can include uh, this decision today from Chassa. Construction Joe joins us on KOA News Radio. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing? Good morning, Dave. I'm doing great, man. Good. How are you? You're hanging in there. Good. So, good. <clears throat> so here's my thing, man. Uh, Ebola. 
SARS, the swine flu, the big time flu back in the 1919 or whatever. We always fear the worst and we always freak out and we're always like, oh my God, what are we going to do? But I don't think they quit playing sports when the swine flu came. I don't think they quit playing sports when um, smallpox or whatever came out. I, I think we cannot live our life in fear of what could happen. Um, I think we all know now what we need to do to keep our families safe. And I think that we should try to continue with our lives uh, like we were two years ago and and um, just be more diligent about making sure that our families are safe. I don't think the government, I don't think anyone should tell me if I can put my kid in football or basketball or baseball or keep him home. I don't think they should tell me what to do on that. If I think it's safe enough to take my kid and put him in football, then he should be able to play football. And I'm not talking about sports in general. I'm talking about everything in general. We cannot live our life in fear of what could happen because we've been living with SARS and the swine flu and all this other stuff for as, as long as time has been around. And we, 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 we worry about it. We freak out about it. We do our due diligence and we keep going with life. Yes, uh, SARS and, and the swine flu is still out there. Yes, coronavirus is not going to go away in j- January. It's still going to be there. I think we need to just get back to living life and make sure that we do everything we can to keep our family safe, just like with the flu. The flu is around we now, but we don't shut down sports because the flu is 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 raging and 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 people are dying because of the flu. We don't shut down the government and the and the states and sports and all this stuff because of that. We just do our due diligence to make sure that we're safe in case we get the flu or or smallpox or Ebola or COVID nineteen or whatever. Construction Joe, thank you. We we appreciate that. And again. Um, just to be clear on that, and, and this show, I know we have we have talked about this. None of us here, the three of us, we we, we acknowledge COVID nineteen is is real. I've had uh, I've had friends that have become sick. They've battled their way through. I mean, no doubt about that being real. Again, we're, we're dealing with. I mean, the numbers in the state, and I think um, you you look at these numbers. Numbers are, are pretty good by COVID nineteen standards. I mean, this state and the people in the state have done a really good job. Um, battling through this, and it has taken its toll in so many different ways on on just about everybody. I, I think the situation with respect to Chassa and what they decided today, to me, all this could have been alleviated had the state made a decision sooner. And I, I believe the governor realizes that. I believe his staff, listen, that there was no agreement from the state that I know of prior to this decision being made by the board of Chassa with respect to how many could you even have 50 players on the sideline. I, I believe that to be true. Now, if, that, if, that, if I'm giving inaccurate information, I'm sure somebody that knows will hit me up and let me know that what I'm saying is not true. But I believe wholeheartedly, that is accurate. So the board had to go into last night making a decision, not only with respect to Title uh, Title IX, there would have been four 
uh, four male sports playing this fall, two female. That could have been fixed, by the way, with field hockey. Just saying. Um, But the state still had not signed off on having 50 players on a sideline for a high school game. That's about how many most schools, maybe some will have a few, few fewer, but about, you know, 50 is kind of a round number. Some would have had fewer. Some would have had to not dress all their, all their players. If the state hadn't even signed off on that, then that further went into the decision-making of the Chassa board. But I think by and large, as best I can tell, based on people that I've talked to, um, three or four things played a role. Title IX played a role. Um, a lot of school districts operating under the assumption since August 4th that here's the school calendar with respect to extracurricular activities and football is going to be played in the spring. Uh, some athletes in smaller schools had opted out and were playing other sports, which I say great in the fall, but had those athletes now been given the chance to resume football, what would have happened to the other sports? I get that. I think that is valid. Um, and some school districts not even in school. And so those school districts weren't looking forward to saying, okay, you got two weeks to have your football team ready to go. And by the way, you don't have any in-class learning opportunities for kids. That that would have been a very, I think, uh, challenging email or Zoom call for the superintendent of that school to say, yep, we don't have any kids in school, but by the way, uh, football team is going to be playing Friday night. I, I get that as well. But well, the, sta- the state could have helped had they made a decision sooner with respect to allowing football to be played. You wonder how Michigan was able to reverse course so quickly. They just announced this weekend. Yep. How were they able to do it, but Colorado can't do it? Va- valid point. You know what, Rick? I think that is an excellent point, and, and I do – Find out, but I I don't have an answer to that. I really, I really don't. Why don't you call the governor of Michigan and ask him? So Michigan, is, Michigan is showing it can be done. Sure, if you want to do it. Yep. So that is going to do it for our show. And frankly, I'm glad this show's <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. Uh, thank you very much for being with us. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We do thank Millennial Grant uh, doing a great, great job. Dragon Redbeard, we miss you. And uh, we all hope that we get you back soon. For Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee, I'm Dave Logan. Stay tuned. News coming up next. We're back tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., and hope that you will join us then on KOA News Radio and the iHeart Radio app. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.